from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Well, welcome to uh, Wednesday's uh, wellness edition of Radio Night Live. Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. Uh, we are we are going to take a little bit of a different tact once again this week uh, on the wellness edition uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, the, the more that the global kind of focus uh, stays on uh, places like Gaza and the uh, debate over Hamas, even the support on college campuses here and otherwise, um, I'm starting to sense, especially from my Jewish friends, that there's a lot of anxiety attached to the current global condition of things. And I'm, I'm, we're going to, Dr. Mark Siegel is back from the Fox News Medical All Stars, and I can't wait to talk to him about this because I feel like that this is a time where the globe as a whole needs to take a deep breath, look at itself, and say, "What can we do to be better?" Um, in terms of where we're at, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into that. Last week, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat was with us, and she was just back from her mission trip to Morocco, but she had also been to the Ukraine, and I believe that she is being solicited by different groups to go to Israel uh, as well. So. Um, you know, the, the, the medical voices that we put on the show here, <laughs> uh, they, they not only have the credentials, they back it up. They back up their knowledge with actual service of what they do and the reason that they do it. And so, uh, Dr. Siegel's gonna join us tonight. A couple of things we're gonna talk about. The first of which will be the health concerns, uh, as it relates to this kind of war mentality that we're in and, and what's going on there. Uh, but then I also want to turn to him for just a touch on the wrapping up of October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and some of the things that are on his mind as it relates to that. He, he's talked about both of these in his recent podcasts and on his uh, ex, formerly known as Twitter feed. So that's all straight ahead. But, the, you know, Gaza and Israel and Ukraine and Morocco, those are just three spots on the planet where suffering is really happening and what we often don't think about is that there's suffering in other places that are drastically affecting the health of the people that live there um, so I've invited my friend Paul Jacobs uh, who you, if you're listening to the rest of the day uh, here on AM 970 The Answer you may hear him um, talking with me about uh, our, our hope that we're going to be able to feed 148 food insecure families that are in the poorest of the poorest of the poorest circumstances in the countries that food for the poor works in now, you've heard food for the poor here on am 970 the answer for the last few years you hear joe talking about it a little bit in the mornings but paul welcome back it's good to have you in studio tonight thanks for being here no, thank you. This is a worthy cause, very important, and you're talking about wellness. There's no better conversation to have about changing the landscape of wellness in children's lives through giving them food and safe water to drink. Well, the, the children you're talking about in particular, and that's what I want to emphasize here at the beginning, we're talking about places like Haiti, Guatemala, Honduras that have below the poverty rate. People think that American poor people live at the poverty rate. Our poor in America look like kings to the places that we're talking about and the children that we're talking about. Describe the circumstances that the children we're trying to help are actually living in right now. Well, let's start right here on our shores. 
poverty rate is maybe $21,000 earned a year. Just give you an example. Or less. They're in, or less, exactly. Uh, there in countries like Guatemala, for, for instance, you're talking about a family that earns possibly a maximum of $2 a day. Now, you'd think, oh, it's Guatemala, so everything costs a nickel, a dime. You know, it's a whole meal is, is 50 cents. No, that's not the case. The, these families pay almost the same. In fact, the inflation rate has has skyrocketed double-digit percentages. In fact, the food prices have got skyrocketed to the point where families who were barely eking out a living on two, $2 a day, trying to consolidate, trying to, even if they, the parents skip the meal so a child can have a handful of rice, they can't even afford the basic of life. And then you talk about the the effects of that. Well, it's the greatest stunted uh, stunted child stunted uh, level in the Western Hemisphere right in Guatemala. Two hours and three minutes away from our shores. It's a hop, skip, and a jump flight from Miami where, you know, where I'm from. And so then you talk about severe malnutrition where you know, the, the poverty rate, by the way, as you, as you talked about in the opening there, is 60%. So six out of ten live in the conditions that I'm describing in Guatemala. Six out of ten people, including children. And then you talk about these these children uh, in nutritional centers that are coming in routinely severely malnourished. I had a child named Benjamin in my arms just this year. And this child, I looked at this child and I thought, oh my gosh, this six-month-old baby is so frail. You could see the bones uh, protruding out of their back because they were so emaciated and thin because the, the mom had nothing to eat and only to hand them back to the nurse and he, they put the little Benjamin in his crib, and I asked a little bit more about him, and he was I found out he was 18 months. This child that looked like he was six months old is almost two years old. Why? Because of severe malnourishment. And so we can change that with just a few dollars, with just a, one act of compassion for these yeah. children and these families. Well, it's really remarkable, and every year Food for the Poor comes and lets us know about some families that need our help. And, friends, there's 148 that are on the critical needs list this year. And I want to give you a phone number because this is how we do the help. Um, $175. Now, those of you listening here in the evening, and you know that on Friday, in fact, this coming Friday, we've got a big remote broadcast. We're going to talk about the new Broadway shows. We're going to have stars in from the shows. Christine and I will be telling you about restaurants you can go to and all the rest of it. You know that we don't have any problem spending money in our culture for the things that we we really care about and we really enjoy and we really want to, to be part of. And I'm not here to criticize that in the least. But I am going to challenge you and say, think about this. If you're willing to spend $200 a ticket to see a Broadway show, if you're willing to spend $200 on dinner, for you and your amore for a, a given evening. If you're willing to, you know, plop down $400 for a pair of tickets to go see a Broadway show, um, what could you do for $175? And the reason I asked that is because this is, this is what happens if you give it right now. There's a, there's a matching gift. Some, a friend of Food for the Poor has come alongside and said, hey, if you can get them to give in the next 10 minutes, uh, I'll double the impact of that $175 gift. Now, normally $175 with food for the poor would feed two children from Haiti or Guatemala or Honduras or one of the countries that they work in for an entire year. And it's not like uh, some of the groups where they just they plop them, you know, one scoop of rice and they say, okay, go off, that's it for the day, that's it. No, these are two meals per day. One in the day, one in the evening, uh, they get the beans, they get the rice, they get protein, they get carbohydrate. It helps their body facilitate nutrition and grow. In addition to that, the $175, a portion of that is going to go to installing water purification systems and, wa and delivery of pure water into these communities where these children are at. Because you can't have good nutritional food and then be drinking slimy water and expect the, the, the nutrition to, to do any good. So that's it. Clean drinking water going forward into the future and giving them nutritious food for the next year. One gift of $175 will do that because of the matching gift. Now for four children for the next year. Four. Four kids will eat twice a day, every day, 365 days in a row because you give that gift right now. If 
we want to take wellness seriously, let's give a gift right now. 855-919-4673-AM970theanswer.com. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm Carolyn. I've been in private practice of physicians' physical therapy for 35 years. And you're going to come in, but breathe, breathe. Yep, perfect. I open up at 4 a.m. and I'll go on till 10 a.m. And it's day after day. And as you can see by the equipment here, we are intensely active. People watch, they observe, and people say, Carolyn, what's your secret? And I say, it's from proper diet, proper exercise, and of course, through Balance of Nature. I'm 60, but since taking Balance of Nature, I feel the energy level of 27. I've been taking Balance of Nature for several years, and I love it. I endorse it, I believe in it, and I would recommend it. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order and get this special offer by using discount code ANSWER. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, always glad to get your real-life question answered by the real-life Mike Connors of Connors and & Sullivan. And, Mike, this week's question comes from John here in New York. Will my IRA be considered an asset of my estate if I have a beneficiary listed on the IRA? Mike Connors? Well, the answer is yes and no. An IRA, if you have a beneficiary, will go to the beneficiary, and it is not part of your probate estate. However, it is part of your taxable estate. Now, depending on what state you live in, in New York, as of January 1st, there will be no estate tax on the first $6,908,000. So if you're under that number, it's not part of your, it is part of your taxable estate, but it's not taxed. At the same time, in some other states like Connecticut, it might be $2 million. So that if you're a Connecticut resident and your total estate is over $2 million, your IRA will be part of your taxable estate. Now, of course, that's why a lot of people are moving to Florida because there's no estate tax, death tax in Florida. And that's why a lot of the wealthier people are moving down there because Florida, there's no estate tax. So we're only dealing with the federal tax, which is $12 million, you know, $900,000 going to over $13 million next year. All right. Well, that's good information. And, uh, John, I hope that's helpful. Uh, if you have a question about your estate planning, uh, Connors & Sullivan is the premier law firm to help you. Uh, the McCulloughs have had all of our end-of-life planning done through them. And I strongly encourage you to work with Mike and his entire team. They are really the, one, the most wonderful people uh, in the business. Uh, call them today to set up your appointment, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Send your real-life questions to askmikeconnors at gmail.com and then be listening as he uh, attempts to answer them here with me, Kevin McCullough, but also on his own broadcast Saturday mornings at eight o'clock on AM nine seven um, on AM five seventy and one hundred two point three FM The Mission WMCA, and then Sunday mornings on AM nine seventy starting at eleven o'clock on AM nine seventy The Answer. Mike Connors, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to us online at am nine seventy theanswer dot com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey dot com. Mike Gallagher, looks to better times. Let's have a return to world peace. Let's have a return to stability. Let's have a return to epic joblessness and epically low mortgage rates and inflation under control and an effort to secure a border. Let's get Trump back in the White House. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live, here's Kevin boys. McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It is a Wellness Wednesday, and that means that uh, the Fox News Medical All-Stars are back with us. And this week, Dr. Mark Siegel is back. Uh, so appreciate him taking the time out of his busy life. He maintains a full load uh, in, in his medical practice, and he's on TV, and he takes time every now and then to talk to us as well. And Dr. Siegel, always appreciate your insights. Um, we haven't spoken since the war in Israel broke out and um i did speak with dr neshwat last week who has a lot of experience in very traumatic circumstances uh, like wars and earthquakes and so forth i'm just curious your thoughts on where 
what that country is facing is going to put them in terms of medical needs? You know, I actually worked in the emergency room for over 10 years as a, as a professor of emergency medicine at NYU before I went on to become a, a professor of me medicine. And I, I do less hospital work than I used to, but I'm very familiar with gunshot wounds and trauma. Uh, and I've done, I've dealt with it in the field as well and also have interviewed multiple combat surgeons. Hmm. And in the Israel uh, war, I've, been lucky enough and had the honor to interview multiple people on the front lines in Israel. The first of whom, I'll go over them briefly, the first of whom uh, is, a, is, a re, is a resilience expert, a psychologist on the front lines in, in Strode. And what she said to me, her name is Dr. Shmuel, what she said to me was that at this time, the Israelis are trying to cope by keeping their engine running fast. In other words, they accept it's survival mode. You don't sleep much. Nobody's sleeping much down there. Um, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel rage. It's okay to smoke cigarettes or drink. Whatever gets you through the day. Um, and that's called a fight or flight response. That's an acute stress response, which I've written about. It's completely appropriate in, in Israel right now. Um, I, I think for the rest of us, who are fueled by video images and social media, I think we have to ask ourselves one question to start with, Kevin, which is what do we think is actually happening there? Hmm. The political divisiveness that has come out of this is very unhealthy and, and deeply unfair to the Israelis when you consider that the... the the role of a terrorist is to terrorize people. So you come in, you dehumanize, you desecrate, you create atrocities, which makes everybody within 100 miles think it's going to happen to them next. They overpersonalize the risk. You take hostages. Uh, you really disrupt the society. Hard for anybody in Israel to feel safe right now. These are just facts. Yeah. And so, and so, yes, I'm concerned about the humanitarian needs in, in Gaza, a 20 mile long area. But I think that, uh, the question I would ask about that is, well, do you want the country that was attacked to provide those needs? Or should other countries in the area, like Egypt, who got the, who got the Sinai Peninsula given back to them by Israel, as a as a gesture of peace, which I never agreed with. Well, that's the Sinai is right next to Rafa crossing. So where is Egypt in all of this, and right. where, is, where are their humanitarian? Uh, uh, it's it's very sparse. So that that's the first thing. Then, luckily, yesterday I got to speak to uh, Dr. Klein, who's the head of trauma at Sheba Medical Center, which is the the top medical center in uh, largest medical center in the Middle East. And he is an amazing, amazing surgeon. And I was so blown away by him. And it actually answers the question a lot of people have is, do they need doctors over there? Doctors is actually the one thing they don't need over there. They have the top doctors in the country, especially in the world, especially wow. when it comes to trauma. Wow. Nobody better than this guy I spoke to yesterday. And what he told me that has not made the news yet is that over a 100 survivors from the Hamas attacks on October 7th made it to that medical center were airlifted. I'm going to be talking to somebody down at Sirocco Medical Center, which is down in Ashkelon, which is right near the border. But Tel Aviv, outside of Tel Aviv, Sheba got over 100 survivors and every single one of them is still alive. Wow. Thanks to these phenomenal physicians. Every, every single one of them has been saved so far. The many of them have deep wounds they're not all going to fully recover they're in they're in rehab some of them are still in intensive care but that that is an incredible story and the one, one i want to highlight uh is a is a patient who we reported on on fox news i did a follow-up on him but john roberts interviewed him and um the, the man that held the door closed that Hamas came by looking to get into these structures they knew in advance what everything was they were trying to bust in and kill families he had six children and his wife there. He used his body to hold the door closed, got riddled with bullets, and Hamas finally decided, we're going to move on to an easier family than this. And his courage saved the entire family. He's he's up there at Sheba. He's out of the ICU, out of the acute wow. walk into rehab. God bless him. Yeah, no kidding. What a, what a, a tremendous uh, inspiration, um, Doctor Siegel. Let me let me shift gears because I've been speaking with a lot of my Jewish friends here in the States and 
to be a Jew in Israel right now is a is a very anxiety riddled thing, particularly if you live near Gaza. Um, but secondly, in I would say not a far distant second is to be a Jew that lives in the U.S. and is watching all of these these really hate-filled, fomented demonstrations that are th- saying things like glory to the murders and, you know, um, death to Israel, death to the U.S. And this is happening on our shores, in our in our presence, uh, here in our city. Uh, last week, a big demonstration along this line was held in Brooklyn. What, any advice to people that are dealing with anxiety that are seeing it, they're, they're, they're running up against what they are afraid of here on this side of the, of the pond? A very strong advice on this. First of all, everyone out there should know that the same centers of the brain, the primitive centers of the brain that we inherit from our animal forebearers that process fear and fear memories also process courage, kindness, laughter, compassion, empathy, love. And you can't feel those emotions at the same time. You can't be courageous and afraid at the same time. Mm. So we need fear leaders we need role models we need people that aren't succumbing to that fear to guide us through these times we need conviction and as i already said we need the right story to start with one thing that might help people who are angry at israel would be to read some history because israel was created because of the holocaust and the words never again matter now yes never again means never allowing something like this to happen so when you when you cross a border and attack a nuclear power like this there needs to be repercussions so that it doesn't happen again this was holocaust like and jews like me never use those terms right so i'm disappointed in israel's reaction so far i don't think it's sufficient and i don't know what they should do it's a very very hard question what they should do but you can't appease terrorists you can't negotiate with terrorists you know terrorists the tool of terrorists is fear it's not even the bombs or the ak-47s it's fear and they've generated a lot of fear and and we they they clearly need to be taken out of the picture here yeah well and again my my heart is going out i have a lot of jewish friends that contribute to my radio work and um just my private conversations with almost all of them off the air has been one of course of abject support i'm 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 being demonstrative on my social media and other places but i want to do more to keep people encouraged and just to let them know that they're not alone at this time um we're going to take a quick break when we come back October is coming to a close. It is traditionally Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Get Dr. Siegel's thoughts on where we stand with that particular challenge when we come back. It's Kevin McCullough. Don't go away. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone app store or Google and search AM 970 The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Republican Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana has been elected House Speaker. Republicans eagerly gave Johnson the gavel on Wednesday by a vote of 220 to 209 with few absences. Johnson picked up an important nod of support from Donald Trump. Johnson was the fourth candidate Republicans nominated to replace Kevin McCarthy. The U.N. Agency for Palestinian Refugees has warned that it is on the verge of running out of fuel in the Gaza Strip, forcing it to sharply cut back relief operations across the Gaza Strip. The territory has been blockaded and hit by devastating Israeli airstrikes since Hamas militants launched an attack on Israel more than two weeks ago, killing 1,400 and kidnapping some 200 Israelis. On Wall Street, the data on by 105 points. More details at srnnews.com. If you don't know it now, wake up and smell the coffee. We are in a culture war in America. This is left versus right, and the stakes are high. This radio station is deeply involved in the fray, and we know many of you are too. We want to find a few people who are true culture warriors, fighting the good fight and suffering the slings and arrows of public discontent because of it. Go to this station's website right now to nominate the Salem Culture Warrior of the Year. Time to honor a few great people. AM970TheAnswer.com Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Both houses of Congress are considering legislation that will impact your favorite talk shows and news updates. The AM Radio for Everyone Vehicle Act would ensure that auto manufacturers will not eliminate AM radio from the dashboards of future car models. Over 80 million Americans, men and women just like you, depend on AM radio for news, severe weather updates, various debates on talk shows, and local information that's essential for public safety. When a disaster strikes or lives are threatened by wildfires in places from California to the Northeast, AM radio is often the only lifeline the community has. You have the power to make a real difference. The AM radio for every vehicle act is H.R. 3413 in the U.S. House and Senate Bill 1669 in the U.S. Senate. Please contact your senator and congressman asking them to support this vital legislation to keep AM radio on the dashboards of American cars now and forever. Listen to us anywhere. Tune in dot com. iHeartRadio dot com. Get the app at AM nine seven. The answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website. AM nine seventy. The answer dot com. And now from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you back with us. Um, it is Wellness Wednesday, and so we're discussing matters of, uh, of a medical nature, of a health nature, of a nutrition nature. Uh, we kind of throw it all into one night on Wellness Night. Dr. Mark Siegel, uh, the grand poobah of the uh, Fox News Medical All-Star team. He, you can be the grand poobah and not be the old guy, but uh, he's got he's got wisdom, he's got insight, uh, and he's, he's assembled a great team uh, there at Fox, and we're so grateful that they uh, kind of rotate in their appearance with us but dr. Siegel let me ask you this um, I am well what 53 years old now um, when I was 17 my mother passed away because of breast cancer um, my wife's mother was born the same year as my mom even though she's 10 years younger than me and she passed away um, about 10 years after my mother did um, it is always a, a, you know, a sobering reminder in October when you see the NFL wearing pink and other things that, um, breast cancer is, is something that afflicts a lot of people. But there are things that people need to do to make themselves aware of being detected and getting treatment early enough and other things. And I'm just curious from your perspective, uh, how important is it here in the final few days of, of breast cancer awareness month for people to take some of those steps? Well, I think uh, breast cancer screening is crucial. And I think that there's been too much debate about when that starts. I think clearly over the age of 40, imaging is on your on your list if you're a woman. And I think that you need to know your family history, what your risks are genetically as far as we can tell at this point. Uh, you need to, f- to figure out who it is that's going to do your mammogram over 40. Uh, you know, it's it's an art. And so the better center that you have, I mean, we're one of the centers of excellence at NYU here. We're, we're the first one that was ever designated a center of excellence in the United States. I'm prejudiced, but we have a very top radiology department. I mean, look, Nicole Sapphire, who you have on, yes. uh, and works with me at Fox, is a phenomenal breast radiologist at Sloan Kettering. And we talk, I talk to her about this a lot. She's very, very good. And the question comes up, you know, how do you screen? Are mammograms sufficient? Do you need an ultrasound too, depending on dense breasts? When do you biopsy? All those things are a matter of process, but what matters the most is have the initial screening. Women find mammograms to be uncomfortable. I don't blame them, 
but screening is, is is extremely important. And the breast is is one organ that we actually can get a really close view at and save lives with early detection. Have we gotten any better at understanding what causes it? Well, that's a really good question. There are genetic predispositions to it. Diet is involved, Fat high, diet high in fat, sedentary behavior, drinking too much alcohol, stress. All of this plays a role in breast cancer. Um, and I guess what I'd like to know, too, are, are there significant things that have come about? So, for instance, my mother died in 1987. That's an eternity ago. Um, what, what new achievements have we um, reached in treatment levels? Well, we've changed the paradigm, and I think artificial intelligence is going to change it even more. As artificial intelligence builds up data, it's going to become more and more a tool to help radiologists. There's a lot to be determined there. Who's going to actually make the decision? Do I biopsy? Don't I biopsy? But AI is going to help radiologists. That's one thing. The other thing is we've gone to digital mammography, which is much more accurate and, and gives you a better view. The other is that we now have MRI as a backup we can use for difficult cases. And in younger patients, ultrasound is helpful. So we have different modalities involved in helping us uh, to determine what exactly is there, what does that calcification mean? Is this something that can be followed, or is it something that needs to be biopsied? What about uh, carcinoma in situ, DCIS? What do you do about that? Point of controversy, when do you follow that versus when do you remove it? All of this has advanced over the years as imaging technology has improved. Well, and I know that, for instance, the, um, <clears throat> and I'm going to miss pronounce whatever it's called but the the radi the radiological knife or the the ability to apply radiology radiation therapy in very very uh precise and very small areas so that you're saving as much of the surrounding muscle tissue as possible has been a big help in recent times has it not as has lumpectomy you know being able to do breast conserving surgery knowing when you'd have to go beyond that uh, knowing uh, wh who's hormone receptor positive, who's Hercept HER receptor positive, where Herceptin might work, what to do when you have uh, breast cancer that's that's double or triple negative breast cancer where immunotherapy might help. We have immunotherapies available now. Uh, things called checkpoint inhibitors tend to work pretty well for certain kinds of breast cancer where you will, where you alert the immune system to the tumor and, and the, the tumor gets attacked. Immunotherapy, new kid on the block over the last 10 years, more tools in our arsenal to fight. Yeah, and it sure seems to make sense because the immune system that your, your body comes equipped with, you know, in its kind of healthy state is really a remarkable uh, thing that, that God put in there that helps the body heal so well. Um, l listen for uh, Dr. Mark Siegel on Sirius XM. He's on the Dr. Radio channel there. Um, you can also uh, check him out on Fox News uh, nearly every day, nearly every week. He's he's talking about uh, something that's in the, the news regarding health, and uh, of course, he's heard here regularly with Kevin McCullough. Appreciate your time, Dr. Siegel. Thanks for being with us. And Kevin, listen, one of the other ways to handle the issue of the war is, is the passion I'm showing. Don't be afraid to feel. Feeling and emotions are positive in this context, but judgment and ridicule and put-downs and divisiveness and mockery is not healthy. I, I agree with all of that, and I, I hope that we can become a more humane society uh, in light of uh, what we're watching. It is very discouraging to see um, how this is all playing out, but we can always hope for the best. Dr. Siegel, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Thank you, got you for it. having me. There he goes, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, and uh, very grateful for him being with us. It's Kevin McCullough. Stay here. Kevin McCullough, every year, Food for the Poor, our very good friends, uh, come back uh, to Salem, New York, and they talk to our radio station's audiences about the great work that they're doing, and they remind us that there are people who are hungry and who are thirsty. Paul Jacobs is back with us. Paul, uh, we are trying to help people in the countries that you've just returned from. What did you see when you were there? I was just visiting a community and just, I mean, you think you land in the airport in places like Honduras and you drive out over an hour far from the city, far from the lights, and you meet families like Lourdes and Wilfredo. It was striking when I met this couple because Wilfredo was permanently injured on the job. 
he is no longer able to work. And it's left to his wife to bear the responsibility of being the provider for the entire family. The shame on this father's face was palpable. You could see it in his face. You could see it in his eyes. But what struck me was when she said to me, as a mom, she only earns probably $2 a day working two and three jobs. I, I was fascinated with the fact that she she kind of held it together. You know, she told her story about the children not eating every day. Sometimes she would have to save her meal for tomorrow because she didn't know if there would be a meal tomorrow. But when she looked at her children and she would talk to me and tell me how they struggled, she would look at her small children and she would tell me how they don't eat every day. She would look at her small children and then she looked back to me and the inevitable happened. That one tear broke. Her eyes began to well up. The shame and the hurt on this mother was so evident. And I dare say that your gift of a gift of $175, your generosity, would turn that mother's heart back into hope because she can feed her children properly. Friends, give that mother hope. 855-919-4673. You can also give online at am970theanswer.com or just call 855-919-4673. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager says we are lacking something today. Why do people believe Hamas? If in World War II, the Nazis had made a, a, a statement and the Allies had made a counterstatement, would people assume that the Nazi statement was true? Why does the same common sense not apply today? And there is an answer, because our moral compass is broken today. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970, The Answer. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Ion Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Ion Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m., here on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate. Don't miss it. Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, Kevin McCullough. Thank you, Lonnie Perkins. And thank you, friend, for listening and taking us with you uh, every night, uh, Radio Night Live. Uh, those of you that, by the way, came to our big remote, uh, the uh, broadcast for Broadway last Friday, great uh, to see so many people and to uh, enjoy the time together. Um, you know, we try to give you good information, whether it's breast cancer, whether it's Israel, whether it's other stuff. And we recognize that you know, here in America, we have a bit of privilege. There's no doubt. Now, um, I mentioned this in the open, um, but we 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 want to we want to try to do some good for wellness uh, tonight, and that's why I've invited Paul Jacobs to come back. Now, Paul, normally when you've come to New York, you've wandered off to Starbucks and brought me you know normally back a. Uh, a slice of pastry or something. I noticed you just sat here the whole time this, this hour. In fact, I went and got you coffee, and you were, you were like, no, no, I don't need any. You can have it. Um, anyway. Uh, You're looking good, and I don't want to ruin it. Thank you. I appreciate that. My my, my bride does, too. Um, but the truth is, uh, we have the opportunity for the next eight minutes, because of this very generous friend, to revive that matching opportunity for people to help feed children that are hungry and i just can't think of a better night to do it on than when we're talking about health and how you can't be healthy if you're not eating um in fact you've got a story about um, a woman from guatemala that this ties into very well Reina is a mom that I met in uh, a community called amaritlan just outside of guatemala city now i have to describe how these families acquire water for you to understand why 
wellness, we're talking about wellness and why it's so important that we respond right now to families like this. In Amatitlan, these poor families cannot afford food and cannot afford to have running water into their homes. So there is a truck that they basically, as a collective, they say, we'll pay you a few dollars if you can collect some water from a local water source. And it's it's a lake that is filthy. It's not potable. It's not clean. Yeah. And this truck scoops up this water and comes by. But the interesting thing is it only comes by two weeks at a time. So she has to, whatever money that she scrambles together, she has to get this money to pay for this water and has to let it stretch two weeks. But that's not the tragic part. The tragic part is what she has to do. How does she find food and water? Y como encontrar la comida y agua? El, el agua viene cada quince. A veces no, no nos alcanza. Ahorita ya nos quedamos sin agua hasta ahora lechando otra vez. The water truck comes every 15 days, but sometimes it doesn't come. And she says, like now, they just, it just came and they didn't have any water for a while. Yo no he visto que está sucia, la tienen que colar una para tomar. The water is not clean. It becomes dirty. She boils it and adds chlorine to it when she can get it. I, I can't imagine uh, having to... Uh, boil the water, that would be hard enough. But then having to add chlorine to it, I mean, Paul, I've gotten enough pool water down my nostrils a few times in my life. I, I, I don't like it when it's near me in that way. I can't imagine having to drink it that way. And that's the reality for mothers like Raina. And that's the reality of families that you're helping right now through your generosity. You know, I just recently did uh, read a medical study on water, in fact. And then we talked about how a person can only survive maybe a few days without water. But then you talk about water that's contaminated and filthy and has parasites in it. It causes things like fatigue and organ failure and ultimately death, and especially the children whose bodies are still developing. And this is why we come back to we talk about Guatemala in terms of the highest rate of child stunted growth, children undersized because of things like this. But it can change with one act of generosity, providing literally our partners, trusted partners on the ground in Guatemala with the food, resourcing these families and also getting clean water source in the communities where these families live. And I just want to speak to this from a first-hand perspective, friend, because I know if you're listening, you may say, well, Kev, I don't know anything about Food for the Poor. I mean, they've been around the radio station a, a few years, but I, I've never been part of the work there. Okay, so maybe that's you. Um, a number of years ago, in fact, Paul was on the team that uh, that did this. They invited me as a broadcaster here in New York to go with them to observe what they do. And we went to this little town in Haiti called Kadwa and I, I remember how difficult it was to get there because we ran out of road going to it about a mile before we, we arrived and you couldn't drive beyond a certain point and we had to park the, the vehicles and then walk the rest of the way and I'll just say to one aspect of the of the town that was there um, there was a, a pastor who was trying to work with the children and teach them some things in, forms, in terms of education but when I went out behind the little shack that they were meeting in and I looked down there was this kind of gross pond of um of water that was brown and green and uh there was a dog that was running through it and then he came back and he drank from it um and then there was a child a little bit later that came and scooped up some water from it and tried to drink it and I just remember thinking how personally ill I felt seeing and understanding the reality of, of what that child had in terms of and and it was a it was kind of a water poor area so there just wasn't anything for them and then we came back and we told listeners here in new york about it we said hey this is the situation this is the circumstance and people were generous and we, we were able to fund a water purification system that is sturdy against the weather it will be they will be standing there for years uh, but it filters the water. It gets them clean water. I remember going back a year later and seeing the difference in this little village where they now had clean water. They had food coming in. They had um, they had an actual school operating where the kids were learning. And all of this happened because of the generosity of a few of our friends here in New York. Friends, this is the very substance of what your gift provides. 
And this is why my family and I have given to Food for the Poor for a long time, and I hope that you will consider doing that tonight as well. Here's the phone number, 855 919 4673. 
we have been uh, trying to accomplish a couple of things in the last hour. Uh, I appreciate uh, all all who have been involved. Paul Jacobs joining us from Food for the Poor as we try to help feed children nutritional food uh, that are otherwise going to go hungry and perhaps starve to death. And then Dr. Siegel's thoughts on Israel and also breast cancer and what's happening uh, in, in the news of our world today. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that we have access to such experts and that they make their time available to be with us um, tomorrow just a couple of pro- programming notes uh, tomorrow night um we've got college football on am 970 the answer so we won't be uh doing the normal legal show with imran ansari but don't forget his show comes your way on am 570 the mission Saturday afternoons at 12 noon. Uh, so check that out. Uh, it's uh, the legal lowdown you know, with Imran Ansari and uh, check that out this weekend. And then uh, tomorrow and Friday both uh, over on the Salem News Channel, our sister network that's on TV. And we've been added to the Sling TV family, and we're getting added to the Xfinity family. Uh, we're going to have a hundred million additional households uh, through platform programs before the end of the year. It's very exciting to see the growth there. But uh, the brand new show that is there at 9 p.m. weeknights called SNC Tonight. I'll be hosting uh, Thursday and Friday of this week. And then, of course, that Kevin show will be the uh, featured 9 p.m. offering on nine uh, on Saturday night and Sunday night. And we've got a great show you for, uh, for you this weekend, including actor Kevin Sorbo, his wife, Sam Sorbo, who also is an actress. Uh, they've got a new film out and a new book out. We're going to talk with them, have some fun. Carol Markowitz is going to weigh in on the Israel situation. We will have assignment desk weekend. We will make fun of and mock headlines <laughs> openly uh, and then we'll also uh, enjoy some um, some really cool new music from Glenn Hanser he was the person that starred in the movie once that turned into the Broadway hit that became the uh, Tony winning musical uh, but I hope that you will uh, join us uh, but uh, Thursday and Friday SNC tonight we'll be breaking down the biggest news stories uh, from 9 to 10 there in the um, 9 o'clock hour on Salem News Channel you can get that app through Apple, Android. You can watch it just online at snc.tv, at Salem News Channel, snc.tv, uh, or as I said, now on the Sling device along with uh, the Xfinity coming soon. All right, um, Kevin McCullough saying also thank you to Balance of Nature for helping to make uh, these uh, Wellness Wednesdays possible. In fact, I've been fighting the uh, <clears throat> the bronchitis. Uh, the bronchitis has tried to take me down in the last 24 hours, but I have been fighting back. I've been super dosing my fruits and veggies, and thus far, I haven't missed uh, any work, haven't had to take any time off from the show or anything. So hopefully uh, I just get more and more rest, more energy, more nutrition in my body, and that continues to move in a positive direction. Uh, that's, what we're, that's what we're hoping for, and that's what I usually see happen uh, with the balance of nature, the fruits and the veggies. 800-246-8751 if you want to try them for yourself. Uh, I have not had bronchitis in eight years because of it. Uh, 800-246-8751. 800-246-8751. I would encourage you to try it out and use the uh, promo code AM970. When they ask for the promo code, you'll get 35% off and free shipping and a free health coach uh, to go along uh, with your experience with them as well. That's 800-246-8751. Kevin McCullough wishing you a great night. We'll see you Friday for the Fun Friday edition here on AM 970 Games.